In honor of May being the Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, the National Hockey League and Immigrantly Joined Forces to bring you two special episodes celebrating the role of the API community in hockey. Our today's guest is Jordan Spence. He's a defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings. Enjoy. Hey, Immigrantly listeners, welcome back to the second of two episodes in partnership with the National Hockey League. Last week, you heard from Aisha Visram. She is the head trainer for the LA Kings American Hockey League affiliate in Ontario, California, and the second woman ever to work behind the bench in the NHL. While it is a feat in and of itself, I cannot help but take stock of the delay in supporting women in certain careers. Like, why are we still talking about firsts or even seconds? It is important to me as a mother of two Pakistani-American girls, both born in the U.S., that we strive for a state where a woman trainer in the NHL or finding a familiar face at the major league game isn't a novelty. That said, it's equally crucial that we spotlight those who are disrupting the path and generating diversity. Talking about diversity, our today's guest is Jordan Spence. He is a 21-year-old defenseman for the Los Angeles Kings. Born in Australia and raised in Osaka, Japan, Jordan later moved to Prince Edward Island of Canada in his teens. He picked up the puck at the age of five, yeah, five, while living in Japan. In response to a reporter after notably being drafted at age 18, Jordan explained, and I quote, in Japan, they don't think they have hockey over there, but they actually do, unquote. I spoke with him about what responsibilities come with performing at this elite level, his family's role in his hockey career thus far, strides and the socialization around sports and why we see skewed representation and so much more. Jordan is certainly rising the ranks and stirring up the playing field and I'm so excited to share this episode with you all. Against the Seattle Kraken, a 4-2 victory. Jordan Spence with his first career goal, multi-point game. I am so glad to have you on Immigrantly, and we're finally doing this. It was hard to get hold of you. Yeah, I, I bet. It's a pretty difficult time right now, I guess. So, tell me about growing up in Japan and learning to play hockey there. Are people ever surprised by the fact that you played hockey in Japan? Whenever I moved to, to Canada to kind of pursue my hockey career, there would be a lot of people, and especially my teammates, just asking if there was even hockey in Japan. So, I get a lot of questions with that as well. And then, you know, because they don't really know much about Japan and their experience in hockey in Japan. So that's why it's pretty cool for me for where I started to kind of share that with with everybody. 
So tell us, what was it like to play hockey in Japan? You know, my dad my dad put me in hockey in Japan, and I started playing minor hockey and practicing in Japan. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, at the time, I was playing baseball as well, so I had a pretty busy schedule, but I was in Osaka, so there was only a couple teams there when I was young. There were a lot of practices. We would practice almost every day. That's why it was, it was pretty good for me to kind of practice and kind of grow into the player I am today, really. So you picked up puck at the age of five. That's pretty young. What was the trigger? What were the influences in your life that introduced you to hockey? My dad, for sure. I was born in Australia, but I, I moved to Japan when I was one year old. So during all my childhood, my dad started putting skates skates on my feet to kind of just learn how to skate. And all of a sudden, he kind of got all the hockey gear, all that stuff. So he put me in hockey. So that's that's kind of where it started. So it was my dad that really influenced me to play in hockey. And after, as I got older, I just started liking it, liking it. And then all of a sudden, now I, I love it. And it's my career right now. So it's been a heck of a ride so far. So Jordan, walk us through your journey. You started playing hockey in Japan, and now you were part of the NHL. That's incredible. I played until I was 12, 13 years old in Japan, and my parents and I, my family and I kind of decided we should move to PEI, and I think one of the reasons why we moved to PEI is for me to pursue in hockey and kind of learn another language as well. So as we moved to PEI, like obviously I had to adjust and kind of learn just a little different ways of Canadian hockey. Uh, obviously, there's physical contact. And that's their, that's their first sport in Canada. So there's a lot more teams. There's a lot more players here. I think it was cool experiencing that at the beginning. And after that, I just kind of wanted to pursue and see where it goes. And luckily for me, like I did get drafted in the QMJHL. And after that, I got drafted to L.A., you know, I wasn't really expecting to play this many NHL games already this year, but luckily for me, it did. And, you know, I just want to keep going, I guess. And it's it's been surreal, and I just want to, you know, just keep doing my thing and hope get a career out of it. Absolutely. Now, as an athlete, being part of the NHL must feel incredible, right? I mean, it is creme de la creme. Same goes for baseball players in the Major League Baseball and basketball folks in the NBA, you are an outlier in the best way possible, right? But you're so young. I mean, you're what, 21? Yes, I just, I turned 21 recently. Right, so many guys your age are in college or trying to figure out what to major or, you know, what internship they want for the summer. Your <laughs> life seems very different. What are some of the expectations from athletes like yourself playing at this level? As I was growing up playing hockey, you have a goal and, you know, everyone has a dream to play in the NHL and finally getting there and again, the taste of the NHL. It's unbelievable. But for me personally, I think the hardest part is staying there and staying in the NHL and playing the way you can. And for me, that's, that's my goal. And obviously as a young guy, I have a lot more to improve and a lot more to adjust. And that's that's what's good about it is for me to kind of take back and learn all the things that I've already learned. 
in the past 24 games and focus on that during the off season and being ready for the next season. So that's how I'm going for for this off season. Do you ever wish to lead a normal life and normal in like quotes? Like, do you ever think of that? Yeah, I, I don't think I ever think of that to be honest. Um, I only had one goal in mind: is to play hockey. And you know, if playing hockey is my job, then that, that's <laughs> my dream job, and that's that's what I want to do in the future. So, to be honest, I I've never really thought about it. So, uh-huh. and I don't I don't think I ever will. <laughs> right, right. Were there any promises that you made to yourself when? you came onto this NHL scene, were there any milestones that you laid out for yourself that you want to achieve? Yeah, well, obviously, just playing that first NHL game. Getting the call up and saying that I'm, I'm playing the next day. You know, obviously, I got right after I got that call, I had to call my parents, just with everything that we'd been through for them to drive me to practices in Japan and all the sacrifices that they made. as we moved to Pete Prince Edward Island in Canada and mm. you know there's a lot of money spent so seeing them at my NHL game first NHL game and playing my first NHL game that was one of the a cool achievements um that I had and also my parents as well I wouldn't be there really with without my parents at all that's I think one of the coolest things ever with my hockey career and that's probably the one Mom, dad, sister, girlfriend, all taking it in. Mom and dad, Adam and Kyoko. They have put so much time, energy and effort into this young man, but Jordan has done the work and he deserves this moment. Making his NHL debut, Jordan Spence. Getting the solo lap, the treatment. Is there a specific memory that sticks out from that particular day? The rookie lap. just going out on the ice at the the crypto.com center and kind of doing that solo lap by myself i think it that just that's like the memory that i'll never forget is uh skating there with the no helmet and skating laps for about a little bit i think uh, i'll never forget that I want to circle back to what you said Jordan about a lot of money being spent on hockey um as you were growing up and that makes a lot of sense to me when we talk about hockey or any sport being predominantly one ethnicity or racial identity it's not just one factor right i'm thinking what sports are available in one's community what resources does that family have what activities does the parent know and prefer and there, there's so much more to it right and i think back to this quote by comedian trevor noah he said in his memoir and i quote we tell people to follow their dreams but you can only dream of what you can imagine and depending on where you come from your imagination can be quite limited unquote did you ever dream you could get to where you are now Yeah, you know, obviously there's some doubts as you grow up in your childhood. Um for me when I started in Japan, my dream was to play in, in the NHL. And I don't know if I really believed that until I got drafted to the LA Kings. Um you know, I just when you're living in Japan, you know, you just see not a lot of Japanese player 
making the NHL. Mm. And kind of you, you see doubts of that. And and even though you might be playing well in Japan and all the things, you know, you just don't know if you can make it or not just because of the maybe with the skills and the past recognition that they had in Japan compared to Canada. So that's why I think that was one of the reasons why we moved to Canada is for me to really see if I can make a future out of myself with my hockey career. And luckily for me, I'm here now, but as I was growing uh, in Prince Edward Island, there was, you know, there was, there were a lot of ups and downs and I just didn't want to give up until it was time. But for me, like I didn't get drafted my first year in the QMJHL. And at that time, my goal was to, to get drafted there. But next year, luckily I got drafted and I just wanted to do the best I can every year. And there are some people that can't afford playing hockey because hockey is a very expensive sport. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if you don't really, if you don't give up and if you just work hard and really try the best you can, you know, I think it's the sky's the limit for anyone that, that plays, plays hockey. So tell me, you did not get drafted the first year, but then you kept going. What was the motivation? I think just the motivation for me personally was that I was really confident on getting drafted and I think I should have gotten drafted that year. But for me, you know, as a as an undersized defenseman, as a smaller guy, I just had to, you know, you, you really had to prove people wrong. And I think there was a lot of people besides me that was uh, that was going through that as well as you know, you're you're too small or you you won't be able to handle the league or anything like that. So, so for me personally, I just wanted to prove people wrong and show them that I should get drafted and and that's kind of like the motivation that really happened during me that off season after I didn't get drafted. I think we often internalize expectations about who can perform well in certain sports um, through what we see on TV and how trends go. We sometimes think that certain racial and ethnic communities produce more athletes versus others. And all of these are misconceptions and stereotypes that have been basically fed to us, right? Society as a whole isn't outright saying that a specific community cannot produce particular athletes. But what we see is this pattern where certain communities are expected to play this one sport and not the other. What do you think? How do we diversify the pool? What do you think is missing from that conversation? I just really think as, as the year goes on, the, the game of hockey is really evolving everywhere. I think there's more people that are coming from other countries that are, that are going to make in the NHL or that are going to go pro in the NHL. And I think that's pretty cool to see that. Because, you know, it's before the hockey started in Canada. But now there's a lot of different countries that are getting more hockey players. In the heart of downtown Nairobi, there is a rink. That rink is home to an unnamed ice hockey team. Currently, we haven't found a name for the team, but we just call it the Kenya hockey team. In Tunisia, there are no ice rinks and certainly no hockey players, one that Ihab has been practicing since the age of six. So the heat has been on Ihab to recruit international talent using the internet. I think just more coaching and more experience from other countries that are 
teaching the kids how to play hockey. And I think that's really cool. So for me, like, I, I, I think that it's starting to grow in this generation. And I think it's starting to become more, more, it's just becoming more popular for different countries to play hockey. And I think coming from me, I think that's pretty, that's really cool. And I think it's going to evolve more as the years go on. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 by Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and also wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now I have been on it for a few weeks and I love it. Fun fact, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a kind of mild tropical taste and I actually look forward to it each morning. With just one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's how I take it. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Growing up for me, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar and junk that you shouldn't really eat. And I'm sure a lot of us are trying to stay healthy and therefore avoiding cereal. But don't worry, Magic Spoon is coming to the rescue. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. The variety pack has four flavors. They are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. My favorite is fruity. Not only does it taste great, it's a visual delight. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. And there are only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Here's what I want you to do. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash immigrantly to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code immigrantly at the checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. How amazing is that? Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash immigrantly and use the code immigrantly to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. As you said, as sports are becoming more diverse in terms of teams and in terms of fans, 
and I know you're you're so young. I mean, all the questions that I'm posing to you, I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't have life experiences to talk about this, right? So, I get it. I <laughs> yeah. I do, but still, you know, this is immigrantly, and we talk about this stuff. Um, have you noticed any changes to interpersonal dynamics, like with fans, with coaches? Do you see people being more? accepting more receptive more excited about seeing folks like yourself within this space yeah well i i think personally for me like um as the years go on and as more diverse people play hockey i think there you you'll get more fans all around the world so that's that's like another reason why it's it's pretty cool to see other ethnicity coming into the league playing the NHL as of before maybe it was just only Canadians and Americans that watch hockey but I think even now I think there's there's more people around the world that are watching hockey because there's some players that are from different countries that play in the NHL that they want to watch and I think that that's one of the reasons that it's pretty cool for for me personally coming from Japan hopefully you know people from Japan and the kids that play hockey there have belief in themselves and believe and what they can potentially become to to see that you know you can do it so i think that's that's pretty cool absolutely and it's all about you know expanding horizons learning about other sports like i grew up in pakistan and i watched field hockey and for the longest time i thought ice hockey and field hockey were similar in some way which they are absolutely not <laughs> yeah. right so we we are all learning <laughs> Jordan in terms of your family it seems like most of what you did or are doing a lot of it this passion and trajectory was nurtured by your family especially by your dad so what does your dad think of your achievements thus far do you have conversations with him about this and your journey yeah well obviously it was my dad that put me in hockey but i think my mom started to become a hockey mom as well as the years go on and watching me play so you know i can, i i don't know if, if if she ever hears this i don't know if i could just say it was my dad but i think it's just my whole family in general yeah i think you know every year we we always talk and i always talk with my dad especially just with hockey just what you want to improve on and like as as a young kid you know i always my dad was my coach right uh, started playing hockey so i still always come back to him and i always talk to him about hockey and you know i think it's just still pretty cool to to kind of have that have that side of conversation just with my dad to just talk about how my year went and what what i should do or what i can do better for me in next season so and my journey obviously you know obviously he was He was pretty excited to come watch me play for my NHL debut and he's he's always been there. He would always watch my practices and it's uh it's, it's pretty cool to have my dad be like that and be supportive all the time. So yeah, we we do talk about my journey and you know, he was really excited to just be the opportunity that I had this year playing the NHL. So I want to go back to what you said about your mom and I'm curious to know what does hockey mom 
look like? What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I think she just, it was pretty much all hockey uh, in the household. Um, I have a little sister and she's not a hockey player, but um, my mom, she she really turned into a hockey mom, meaning she loves watching hockey now. Uh, she'll, you know, especially for me in LA, well, I live in LA and my family, they live in Prince Edward Island in Canada. So it's a four hour difference. And I would be playing at seven o'clock and it would be 11 o'clock in Prince Edward Island at night. So I think just staying up every, pretty much every second night to watch me play and kind of text me before the game saying, good luck. And she'll, mm. she'll give me some tips of what to do on the ice. So I think it's pretty, it's pretty nice. And it's, it's also funny as well, just because, uh, she wasn't a big hockey girl as as she was living in Japan, but as uh, as I started getting older and playing hockey, she she started loving it and she loves it now. So I think it's it's pretty cool to see that. Where do you see yourself in the next ten years? <laughs> yeah, well, for me it's pretty point blank, but I I want to be playing in the NHL for the next. 10 years or so you know I want to be able to have a long career uh, in the NHL and play play this league so you know obviously there's a lot of things I have to do and a lot of things I have to work on but that is my goal and we'll see where it goes and hopefully I'll be playing. Any message Jordan for kids or parents who are listening and whose kids are interested in hockey who don't know where to start? I think just Keep your door open if you're starting to play hockey, if, you're, if you are playing hockey, especially in Japan or anywhere around the world. I think it's pretty cool for you to just start playing. And if you re- really are passionate about it, just don't give up. That's, that's what I would say. For me, I just never gave up. And luckily, I had, I had my dad that always pushed me and kind of kept me where I am now. So just n- don't give up and just pursue your dreams because you're never going to know. Like... You got to try until you can't make it. But I think there's a lot of kids that are passionate enough to become a hockey player that, that are going to really be successful. In the end, can you send us a signed puck? Yeah, 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 we can. I can, yeah, yeah, I can. Oh, wonderful. So we'll have something for our listeners, right? We'll use it as a giveaway. But this was so good. And thank you for coming on to Immigrantly. I know you were, you're extremely busy and there was a lot of back and forth and scheduling issues, but I'm so glad we were able to work on this. And best of luck with your future endeavors. You're doing amazing. And maybe we can have another conversation with you in a few years and see where you are then. Yes, for sure. I would love to do that. And thank you very much for uh, inviting me for this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jordan. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This concludes our collaboration with NHL for this year. And hopefully we may have more in the coming years. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jordan. I definitely enjoyed it. And you know what? At times, it was difficult. Because he's only 21. And I didn't know what to ask him. But the episode turned out pretty well, right? This episode was written by Yudi Liu produced by Kinza Muzahir and me, Sadia Khan, and edited by 
Bronte Cook. Please do follow us on our socials, our Twitter at immigrantly underscore pod and Instagram at immigrantlypod. And if you haven't still, please subscribe to our Patreon. That's how we sustain ourselves. That's how we grow. Until next time, take care.